It is indeed at 27 minutes. It is after 8 p.m. Big piece of news today. Uh, Liz Truss uh, is uh, the uh, third, uh, um, third woman prime minister in the United Kingdom, uh, following uh, uh, on the heels of uh, Margaret Thatcher. Uh, Theresa May and uh, of course uh, I think all of them coming through from the Conservative Party Uh, but also I guess coming at a time which um, I think might be more likened to uh, the time of Margaret Thatcher than maybe of uh, Theresa May insofar as uh, labor movements are concerned out in the United Kingdom. Joining me now on the line tonight to talk about uh, the type of environment from an industrial relations perspective that the new PM out at number 10 might be faced with is Robert Poole. He's the founder of Strike Map in the UK. Robert, good evening to you and welcome. Hi, good evening, Aya. Thank you so much for taking time out to speak to us, uh, Robert. Maybe I, I want us to just start, I guess, uh, before we come to Liz Truss and I guess the latest piece of news insofar as the Conservative Party, uh, you know, uh, uh, a run of who would be the next Prime Minister to replace Boris Johnson is concerned. Many people have uh, talked up that, I guess, as uh, you near the winter in that part of the world, uh, of a winter of discontent uh, on the back of a cost of living crisis, runaway inflation, and then, of course, rising energy costs as well. Uh, which have certainly been a big part of the discussion between Rishi Sunak and uh, Liz Truss as well as contenders for the uh, PM role. Talk to us about what's happening. It seems anywhere from rail workers to workers in the airports, postal workers, journalists, lawyers, and now seemingly workers working in the gambling uh, and the hospitality sector out on strike as well. Yeah, we've um, seen Indeed. you know real people visiting wow. it um, last week. We've had a thousand people sign up, say they want to visit the picket lines and show uh, solidarity mm. with our workers. Mm. Um, but as you say, it's uh, rail workers, um, postal workers, communications workers, and we've got more even to come because this uh, autumn, we might have an autumn of discontent because we're going to see nurses and teachers being balloted. We've got the firefighters being balloted for strike action. Um, and there's a very good, a very good chance that they'll be going out on strike too. Mm. People have had enough. Yeah. We've got two million people using food banks in this country. We're meant to be, you know, a rich nation. Inequality through the roof. We're seeing pay freezes, pay cuts in real terms, with inflation soaring, and people uh, have had enough. And they're, you know, they're, and they're saying this in the only way that they can mm. um, by withdrawing their labour. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, talk to me, I guess, certainly you started to give us some of the historic perspective. You're saying this is nowhere near the winter of discontent, you know, in the 70s. But in many ways, I guess there's, there's a shift happening here in the broader, you know, English working class. And I'm quite interested, I guess, uh, on your thoughts on that um, and uh, what this potentially means uh, for a post-Brexit England, an England uh, that many are suggesting is faced with uh, a looming sort of trade battle with the European Union, which until not so long ago, uh, you know, England was uh, certainly a very vocal part of. Um, I mean, to any observer interested, I guess, in working class movements across the world, what does this current moment mean in the United Kingdom? I think what we're seeing is... um the anger that you know there's built up over um, you know since probably since the financial crisis in mm. 2008 is now being people aren't going to wait for Westminster they're taking it into their own hands so I'm you know I'm really positive that we're seeing a renewed trade union movement in Britain the trade union laws um, the anti trade union laws are very very make it very difficult mm. to go on strike yeah so to see so many people taking action and we're getting massive uh, turnouts in uh, strike polls that 
you know, we're really, really, I think we are seeing a renewal of the labour movement and, you know, working class people feeling a bit, a bit of pride in themselves and, you know, having the confidence to go out there and take things, you know, into their own hands. Yeah, yeah. And I guess the implications of this, um, you know, for the new prime minister uh, and I guess the Tories, um, you know, looming election, um, a lot of people, I guess, even during her sort of running with uh, Rishi Sunak, a lot of debates around how do you manage at a household level this cost of living crisis while also serving, I guess, for the Tories, your traditional base, which is the well-heeled affluent in the society. Uh, and we kind of heard a lot of that. I mean, you know, tax cuts and all of that. Um, wh what do you make of that? All I can see at the moment is um, looking after their base, which is in business. Mm, mm. And, and, and I guess the, the, the other question then is, you know, many people have been talking up a wage price spiral. I mean, I, I was reading an editorial from The Economist sometime last week, and they were talking about, you know, what... Uh, um, all of this is going to mean in the current moment. Um, so uh, on the one hand, people are going on strike. Secondly, people are quiet quitting. There's a third element where it seems also uh, that uh, there are more roles uh, in the offing than maybe more people are willing to take up. And that's having some upward pressure on wages as well. Um, your thoughts on that and this um, thing that a lot of people are talking up that this might lead to a massive rise in price levels across the economy not just the industrial action but also i guess uh, uh, the growing demands and uh, um, i guess the higher wages that might be associated with some of these actions we hear a lot about this uh, wage price spiral mm. and you know some people are trying to blame that on the current levels of inflation but we've not seen pay rises in britain at such a low level since the Victorian times. Wow. It's, so I think that's used as an excuse to keep down workers' wages mm. when we're also seeing record profits. You know, some of these companies which are um, facing strike action, such as Royal Mail, they've made £758 million pounds profit for, for, their, um, for their shareholders. We've seen Arriva, which is a bus company, which is facing strike action this week. They've given 50, £560 million pounds in dividends to their um, parent company, which is Deutsche Bahn, which is mm. owned by the German government. So we need to stop talking about working people taking pay cuts to pay for another crisis. And what we need to start talking about is uh, you know, cutting some of these obscene profits and helping the working people who have kept this country running through COVID, through Brexit and through the current cost of living crisis. Yeah, yeah. Your thoughts? I mean, a lot of people, uh, I guess Rishi Sunak uh, proposing windfall taxes as a way, I guess, to not only raise money, but to also uh, recognize that uh, a lot of the massive windfall profits that big oil majors are experiencing have very little to do with their own ingenuity, creativity, or innovation. I'd be happy to see windfall profits um, but the ones Rishi Sunak was suggesting don't go anywhere near far mm, enough. Okay. I mean, what what I'd really like to see is nationalisation. Um, in France, you know, they, that's what they've done. And it's a tried and tested method, isn't it? You know, it's if they're not going to pass on the profits to us, then we need to think of other methods, some more radical methods. Mm. And wh what would those look like? Aside from nationalisation, of course, which you've already mentioned. To start with, we need um, you know real price caps um, on energy. Um, we need pay rises, and like I say, nationalisation of key industries. Mm. 
I mean, we could yeah. talk about much more radical, you know, um, steps for the whole country, but I might go a bit beyond, yeah. uh, beyond the remit. Are you calling for price controls as well? I'd like to see price controls as a, as a first step, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. And then m maybe just as we wrap up, uh, you know, I'm also quite interested, I guess, in, in your thoughts on, uh, as you did say, other sectors are being balloted at the moment. Um, if indeed this autumn of you know, uh, I guess disaffection blows up into a real winter of discontent. Um, your views on the implication that that might have for the, you know, uh, political economy of the United Kingdom, um, one at a time where you've got a new PM coming in, elections uh, not too far off, uh, and also, I guess, all of the geopolitics of the current moment. It's difficult to say, really. The, I mean, we're hoping that the the government, that these businesses will do the right thing um, and they'll step in to actually help uh, working people in this country. Um, whether that will happen, I don't know. Uh, we, you know, things get much worse. We, you know, we might see even more radical action being taken by people and no one wants to see that. Mm. Hopefully Liz Truss, as uh, you know, an incoming prime minister, will realise that, you know, that she needs to take some radical action. And, you know, let's hope that that's what happens. Yeah. We will have a, an election, a general election coming up soon. And maybe there'll be a, a snap general election, but only if they feel confident in winning it. Mm. But then we need to be putting the pressure on the Labour Party to make radical changes if they, they do get in power. Sure, sure, sure. Look, I mean, I think a, a big part of our discussion has focused, I guess, maybe just on, on maybe England in particular. Uh, other parts of the United Kingdom, I mean, uh, are we seeing similar kind of, you know... Uh, uh, sort of bubbling discontent in, you know, uh, other parts of uh, that island, Scotland, Wales, Ireland, and other parts? Yes, definitely. Uh, we're seeing quite a lot of action in Scotland at the moment, um, and like and Wales and Northern Ireland. I mean, we do too, focus too much probably on England, um, but yeah, similar mm. levels of discontent there. Quite yeah. interesting if you look on our map, but you know, even on the sort of small islands off the coast of Scotland, we've, we had uh, we had picket lines last week. Wow, Robert, we're gonna have to leave it here for tonight. Pleasure catching up with you. Thank you very much for your time, and we'll certainly be following that map very, very closely. Thanks, Aya. Great to talk to you. Thanks a lot, uh, Robert Poole. They're speaking to us uh, from Strike Map UK. Is the founder there? They uh, map out industrial actions across uh, the length and breadth of the United Kingdom. Go check them out. Yeah makes for very interesting uh, viewing and uh, yeah let's see over the next few months or so whether or not uh, what many people are talking up this winter of discontent uh, in effect actually materializes uh, that uh, was our shop stewards corner segment uh, for this week we're going to take a brief break now and uh, head out uh, uh, and check what's happening and on the other side we take a look at your tweets and some of the whatsapp voice notes